everybody, it's Dave and Jeff. It is July 5th, 2022. Well, a lot to get to tonight uh, on what would have been my 15th wedding anniversary. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, but would it have been tonight? Yeah. Fuck. Uh, All right. That's funny. Well, uh, well, actually, I got a story about that. I'll tell you that in All a minute. Right. But, um, you know, we're here tonight. We're doing this show with Heavy Hearts. Uh, as everybody knows, yesterday was Independence Day. And when I think about Independence Day, one of the guys that made Independence Day great for this country, guy who did so much for this country, was Colonel Steve Austin. <laughs> and yesterday was the 45th anniversary of Colonel Steve Austin's passing. Dave, unfortunately, you were there as just a young man, and it took place just north of here in Los Angeles, right. ironically. Where a lot of things happen around this show. Where was it, Dave, that it happened? Rancho Park, right across the street from the Fox Studios. Rancho Park, Colonel Steve Austin. It's a hard story for Dave to tell, but we'll ask him to tell it. Because I, I believe, Dave, we all love Dateline. Yeah. We watch Dateline. We watch 2020. Remember the great Robert Stack on Unsolved Mysteries? This mystery's been solved, and yet the person who committed the crime walks around freely... And then yesterday... I couldn't agree more. I was thinking about this today and how this was handled. Yes. And then yesterday, you posted about it on social media. Yeah. Because sometimes it's a call for help. And, it was. You know, a cold case gets solved. And there were people that responded to it, including our friend Jane, who's Bubba's grandmother, yeah. who sent her sympathetic wishes to the suspect. <laughs> Did you see that? I saw that. I saw that. Dave, life. tell people what happened 45 years ago yesterday. Oh, man. I had, what a day. So for you, people who are old enough, there's a show called The Six Million Dollar Man. All Amazing right? show. Lee Majors. And you watch the show and you're going, it's about an astronaut that goes up, he comes down, he crashes, basically yep. breaks everything. Everything. Everything's, they, they basically pronounce him dead. And they say, we can fix him. Yeah. <laughs> you remember the opening, right? Of course. And they give him bionic arms and legs. And I... His eye, and all of a sudden, he was extremely strong and extremely fast. Even though it threw me off when I was a kid, when he'd run. Because yeah. he was running in slow motion, but yeah. it was super fast, I guess. He had sweet track suit. He had a sweet track suit. Lee Majors was the shit in the 70s. Lee Majors in 80s, too. Yeah. Had Farrah Fawcett before yeah, Ryan O'Neill. Yeah. He Could pulled. sing? He did. He did sing the opening to <laughs> of course. the fall guy. Of course he did. So... My mom got me, somebody got me the $6 million man action figure. So I was told, not a doll, it's an action figure. Of course it is. And so uh, I, I get the, this doll, and I had it, dude. I'm telling you, one fucking day. Oh, that was it? That was it, one day. And we go to watch the fireworks at Rancho Park. It's my sister, myself, my mom. I think my dad probably faked a stomach ache. He's somebody who was never around. Okay. And we go to Rancho Park, and um, fireworks are over. Time to go home. There's no goddamn doll. What happened to the action figure? My sister had it last. <clears throat> That's all I know. My sister was holding it last. Wanted to see it. And uh, all of a sudden, it's gone. And man, of course, I probably cried. You know? Well, where, I, I want to cry at? right now. I can barely breathe. They should have made fucking Rambo about that. Yeah. About, about fucking Sylvester Stallone looking for Steve Austin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, my mom, I remember her solution was, she'll just give you $10. It's fine. Ten dollars. I was thinking about this today, and I'm There's like, a "Goddamn American hero!" Two things: dying in a park from hypothermia. <laughs> two, th two things. One, my sister didn't have ten dollars. So that means my mom Hell threw no. ten dollars at, at her. Two, that, that is the most. 
fucking pathetic effort I've ever seen by your brother. Trying to catch, trying to catch a Vollmer ball. Two, dude, I'm six. What am I going to do? Get on a bus and find a goddamn Toys R Us? Yeah. I don't know where I'm going. I never got another doll. I never got another one. And it was like, here's 10 bucks. What is a six-year-old supposed to do with 10 bucks? Yeah, nothing. Nothing unless one's going to give you a ride and let you pick something else out. Yeah, going to go buy Ring Pop? Get out of here. So yesterday, I was on a boat in Coronado, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. The one I, this 4th of July I remember most is this. Yeah. And so I posted it. My sister made me laugh when she said, she didn't even need to read underneath. Yeah, she knew. As soon as she saw the picture, she's like, she's fucked. (laughs) (laughs) That made me laugh that she knew exactly where that was going. I I said it. Yeah. I go, she should be behind bars. <laughs> Instead, she should be singing her song behind bars. I don't think she's ever once. I, I think about everything that's happened in this town. Betty Broderick, <laughs> who killed her husband, and they made that shitty yeah. Meredith Baxter Bernie movie, or who yeah. else was in right. it? I remember that. She didn't say shit about Dan Broderick. She's embarrassed by your sister's behavior. Absolutely terrible. Well, uh, if I had known, I would have been happy to rake the air. But he, I appreciate he's, it. He's long gone. He melted no, in the sun. He's long gone. He's wearing a tracksuit in the yeah, summertime. Yeah, he's wearing a tracksuit. Somebody probably some bird, some vulture probably ate the colonel. Like I said, the goddamn guy gave so much back to this country, but ultimately he could not. I mean, so many hurdles. Couldn't find his way home. He couldn't find his way home. At least it just. One could, day. I swear to God, I had that thing one, one day. day. Son of a bitch. She probably stuffed him Dude, in the you know, sewer, man, huh? She, she He's fucked probably me in over. a gopher hole. You know what she really fucked me over, man, later on? When I moved to, to Nashville, Tennessee, okay. is when I fell in love with the kiss. Okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah, this what? was the other move she yeah. made. <laughs> I fell in love with Jim. Well, you talk about the demon. Yeah, I was a Gene Simmons guy, but I had all the the, the four. The, I had the four Kiss dolls. I had yeah. all of them. They'd come home one day, all their hairs cut out in the back and braided all different ways. She like hairstylist on them, cut all their hair. She didn't they have any kiss. formal training? <laughs> Dude, why? What Do you think I was replaced? Get my mom on the horn. Get Ruth. I just got a huge fight with her last week in Arizona. <laughs> she, she can't take another one. Josh calls me. What did you say to grandma? She won't stop crying. Uh, I, I, well, you know what? I, I'm never a supporter of singing uh, a mother cry. <laughs> but Can you if that's your thing. <laughs> he's like making moms cry. Just go around. Yeah. I made a nice, ugly kid. What? <laughs> another one. win. <laughs> That's what I do. That's my thing. That's my thing. I don't drink. I don't smoke. My vice is I, I drive around. And I find ladies pushing a stroller. I go, my God. That kid's horrendous. Oh, my God. Thank you. Horrendous. <laughs> wow. Ugly. This Damn, kid I saw down the street was ugly. And I saw you. Look at that, Dave. Look at you guys. Um, oh, my God. That's funny. Yeah. All right. What, so, what are you doing Fourth of July? Uh, the weekend was great. I was supposed to be in Vegas. Um, I had planned on taking my son to the WWE event at Allegiant Stadium. Yeah. And then I guess ticket sales were bad, so they moved it to the MGM. We canceled our trip to Vegas. And so I said, look, I talked to him last week, and I said, we can do one of two things. We can either just go 
and figure it out. But he's 100% got Padre fever like a maniac. Good. And the thing that he wants to do is he wants to go to every ballpark. We talked about this. I said, look, it's Mackenzie Gore, Clayton Kershaw, Sunday. Yeah. And I said, you haven't been to Dodgers Stadium? He goes, in. That's it. I don't need is to Is that right? It. He's never been? No. So he uh, he's like, no, we're out on Vegas. We're good. So we went up to L.A. Saturday. First thing we did was see the Elvis movie. And now, Okay, how is that? Uh, and here was the cool thing. Um, when I had started to make plans for Vegas... Cade was like, hey, Dad, thanks. I'm not a WWE yeah. guy. I'll hang back. So Cade and his mom had started to make plans for this weekend. When Vegas got canceled, she said, hey, I go, you don't even have to finish the thought. You're fine. I know you and Cade had stuff planned. So the weekend ended up just being me and Jack, which sometimes is kind of fun. So we went up Saturday, saw the Elvis movie, and the kid, I think his name is Austin Butler. Okay. I saw him interviewed. I can't remember his name. Dude. That kid is outstanding. Okay. But as great as he is, Tom Hanks is that bad. Tom Hanks. Really? Tom Hanks is quickly becoming Robert De Niro. Oh, no. Where his early movies are so great, and then his recent movies, you're just like, dude. Dave, he does this over-the-top, annoying, like, accent to be Colonel Tom Parker. And you really hope, like, he just gets hit by lightning or, you know, gets diverticulitis and just oh, dies. Jesus early in the movie and he just sits there and drags the movie down. It kind of bounces around like it's not really an easy movie to follow, but the kid is so good. You recommend the movie or not? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For that, for the kid, he, he's really, really good. And like I've seen him on a couple of shows, he seems incredibly likable and he's hooking up with Cindy Crawford's daughter. So winner. Yeah. Um, but then it was all about like the, the whole, weekend was about going to Dodger Stadium. So a bunch of Padre fans had this idea, and they played the Padres up there a few more weekends. You can take Amtrak from San Diego or Oceanside, take it right to Union Station, and they have a free shuttle from Union Station that drops you off right at right in front of Dodger Stadium. Like the Padres are waiting for you. Yeah. Wow. So, so you go up there with a bunch of Padre fans on the train, the way you and I did with Angels a few years exactly. ago. Exactly. Okay. Go up, walk out. The shuttle's free, and yeah. it drops you off right at the gate. How cool is Union Station, dude? Union Station is awesome. It is. It's one of those places people should, should honestly go check it out. It's it take you right back to the '30s. Well, it does. And and when you look, you go, oh man, movies and yeah. um, uh, so many different commercials have been filmed there. So that was great. But so he and I took the shuttle in. And we just started walking around Dodger Stadium and taking it in. And because I'm not a Dodger fan, I don't like the Dodgers, but I like going to ballparks. Yeah. And, and my son has baseball fever right now. And so we just went and hung out and had an absolute blast. And all of the fans How around early us, did you get there? I'm sorry. Let me ask a couple huh? questions. How early did you get there? Uh, we got there. Game was 110. We walked in at 12.15. Okay, did you get a chance to, like, walk around? I saw the yeah. picture with him in front of the Jackie Robinson statue. Yeah, we just we went out to the center field. We cool. walked around, and, I mean, it's Kershaw against Gore. Pretty cool. Manny's back playing, which was great. Mookie Betts was back playing, which was great. Um, all the fans around us were super cool. They were yeah. they were great. I mean, we didn't go up in Padre gear. We just hung out. Yeah. Um, 
And then, you know, Pods win in the ninth. Yeah. Really fun comeback for that. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're just a baseball fan and it ended up just being me and him, uh, Dave, we had a great time. Cool. And now he can check Dodger Stadium off his list. Yeah. So that was that. And then last night. What are the ballparks he's seen? Because I saw you he's said been he's to been to four. Oh, Chase. That's the one. His I, mom I, took him to okay, Chase. And then we've been to one. Petco. We've been to Angels and now Dodgers. And then we'll find a trip. Um, to do San Francisco and Oakland. Yeah, better hurry up on that Oakland. No shit. That's what everybody said. Um, But again, yeah, if you're a Padre fan or just a baseball fan and you want to go up there, take the train right to Union Station, free shuttle up front, runs every 10 minutes, and it drops you off, and in you go. Um, But then last night, Dave, holy cow, we went to Monday Night Raw at the sports arena. Now... Uh, we've talked about guys that walk around with the belt on their shoulder. Yeah. Last night, the game amped up. I wasn't ready for it. There were chicks walking around with belts really? on their shoulder. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> now, I wasn't ready for it. Yeah. That, I don't know what to tell you guys. Uh, okay. I don't know what you're doing. You're walking around. Uh, what is the point of wearing the belt over the shoulder? Yeah. Nobody thinks you won. Nobody, nobody's stopping you for a picture. <laughs> hey, look who it is. It's art from, uh, you know, the Inland Empire, the current, current uh, concourse intercontinental champion. We're just like, you fucking, you put 300 bucks out for those things. Oh, doing? really? It's the real ones. Holy yeah. fuck balls. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was one guy walking around, and he had about nine belts on. Is that Jim Betancourt? It was not Jim but I just thought, my God, if you're the mom and dad of this kid, you know, nine-time champion, apparently, you're like, <laughs> you're like hey, uh, hey, baby, what do we do here? What, what fucking happened with this guy? Like, you own nine of anything? No, I don't. I don't even think at this point, I don't think I own nine pairs of socks. <laughs> this guy had nine belts on. And, and then you're just like, ah. Oh. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? What, but did your son think it was crazy too? Yeah, he's just like, wow, that's a lot of belts. I was like, like twenty seven hundred bucks worth of belts. Yes, he must be good. He is really good. Must be going in the Hall of Fame, dipshit Hall of Fame. <laughs> but uh, Dave, these guys, it's so funny to go to these shows. They do it so well. Yeah, you know the entertainment level for both men and women. The women that are there are great. And I was just telling my buddy driving down here, I'm like, what better job where you could just go, hey, shut up. They're just yelling at people in the crowd, people giving them the finger. Uh, so, but really what it ended up being was I picked them up Friday night. And so we spent Friday night, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, all day Monday. And what I, what I said to their mom was, they're high school sophomores, Jack's playing football, Cade's yeah. running cross country. And, uh, and they're still cool hanging out with their mom and dad. That's cool. Is cross country going on now? It's starting now, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, I asked him, I said, you going back to football? And I, I said it here. He, COVID sucked it out of him, man. Really? And uh, his coaches were like, yeah, it sucked for him. Yeah. I was like, what are you going to do? Like, but I said to him, I go, look, you were all in. But his mom and I don't push him into anything. Yeah. And, and we're going to let him do his game. Especially football. You, don't, well, that's you aren't all in. You aren't all in. No, and he's 5'5". Five, five, yeah. You know, 111 pounds playing at Helix. 
I'm not sure. So, uh, but he he got it. He went through all last year yep. and this year. So yeah, when he goes by, coaches still love him. He's all you know. He'll always be. A, and like I said to him last year at the end, at the final practice, um, they called him up to do the break. That's cool. Yeah, and I said, man, that was a pretty cool. I said, hey, at least you know what that meant to the program uh, or what you meant to the. So program. is he going to show up on Fridays and support his brother? Yeah, good. It'll be great. And then, dude, that was the other cool thing. A guy that I talk a lot about today, or I talk a lot about on this show, the kid I grew up with, Cheech, who died of stomach cancer, and his son is coming out to San Diego to visit in August. Yeah, and will actually be here on what would have been Cheech's fifty-fifth birthday. Which is also Helix's first game against Mira Mesa. So uh, Cheech's son, Dakota, I'm going to pick him up. Cool. He's going to the game with us, and then we'll go to dinner to celebrate his dad. So That's awesome. My boys are excited. Dakota's excited. So, yeah, fun, fun couple of days. But I hope everybody had fun. And then one final thing. We had talked about doing shows. We were going to be here last night I went or Sunday night. I was in L.A. We're here tonight. And then, can you go tomorrow? Can you do a show tomorrow? Yeah, I could do a show tomorrow. All right. We're going to be back tomorrow because we usually try to do the show. We're going to do Tuesday, Thursday. Thursday night is the Hall of Fame ceremony at Petco Park for Ted and Larry. Yep. I think you would agree, Dave, when we talk about the early, early days of this show coming up on almost 24 years ago, Larry Lucchino, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Should have been in the Hall of Fame a long time ago. No, but I'm saying for us, for you and me personally, what Larry meant to this show behind the scenes when we were were bigger morons than we even are now, um, Larry would just send us text messages and all kinds of information and was incredibly great to us. And then Dave and I have had obviously a long time friendship with Ted Yeah, to the point that Ted texts me. I, it's the funniest shit. Ted will send me things and be like, Hey, have you read this book? I think you dig it. Like growing up in this town, watching him on channel eight yeah, and getting to know him to the point that he's texting me book shit. It's, it's pretty amazing. So I heard him on, uh, on the radio today. Where was he? He was on with coach today. And he's talking he, about, he was going through a move. He's moving somewhere. I don't know. But he was talking about, you know, not only all the people that like guys like you, me, everyone at KFMB, he mentioned KFMB and iHeart and yeah. everywhere he's worked has been part of the ride. You know how much it means yeah. to him. And, uh, but he said it's the first time all of his seven kids and his four grandchildren will be in, in attendance Incredible. together at the same time. Incredible, right? Yeah. So this is just typical of how this one horse donkey town works. <laughs> So, how long ago was this? Five weeks ago? When did we get this goddamn Yeah, about five weeks, five or six weeks ago, at least. At least. I thought it was May that he reached out to us. We tell everything on this show. Yeah. Now, Dave and I, this was the other thing. The, the fact that we're friends with Frank Anthony. Who used to be the original voice of Petco Park. Original voice of Petco Park. But Dave, when I got here, and, and Frank and Dave Sniff were recently on with Shotgun. That Sully show that yeah. you were on. And they're talking about Frank's time as a member of the Rich Brothers. And if if you were here in the 80s, and I was a kid at that time, you know, there were certain guys that really dominated. I mean, we don't, we don't really have personality radio anymore on the FM with no. all respect to 
Joe Hayes and, and Jeff Allen and, and, you know, Lozano and a few, Rickards, of yeah. course. But, but there's not a lot. There were so many guys that were personalities on both the AM and the FM. And the Rich Brothers really, for a couple of years, crushed it in this town. And so a few years later, Dave and I end up at KFMB. Yeah. Uh, I got there a couple of years before you did. And then all of a sudden, I, I become friends with Pat Gaffey. Pat Gaffey is one of the Rich Brothers. Amazing guy. And Frank Anthony. And Frank and I, as you eventually... Why did they did, call the show the Rich Brothers? Uh, Bobby Rich was the main guy. So Bobby Rich was him, and then it was the Rich Brothers. Frank Rich and Pat Rich? No, no, no. They didn't. It wasn't like that. Um, um, it wasn't like that. Can you that. imagine doing a show like that now? Yeah. Hey, guys, uh, I'm Jeff I'm Dodson. Costa. Yeah, I'm Jeff Dodson. So you guys are now my brothers. And you're all changing and, your name. Exactly. Legally. Legally. <laughs> Fuck, they were so good, man. Like, they were so fun, and they just kind of fit. Frank was honestly one of the most talented radio guys I've ever met. He's, yes. Yeah. 100%. Okay. And, and probably one of the most humble yes. radio guys. I think, right? honestly, to a detriment to his career. I, yeah. Yeah. I think if Frank was more of a, a dick and more uh, more of this is what I want, yeah. Frank's career would have been better. He was too nice of a guy. He, uh, I mean, incredible run here for a long time. So, Frank reaches out to me, got to be five weeks ago. He goes, hey, you know, Ted's going in the Hall of Fame. I go, that's the rumor. (laughs) He goes, Gaffey and I are putting a group of people together, KFMB people, to go to the game. You in? I go, 100%. That's what he said to me. Same thing. I'm all in. Well, yeah, because he said, okay. He goes, Dave in. I go, yeah, dude. Yeah. Come on. That's for us to be back. I go just to go with Pat and Frank. But I said, yeah. So everything was fine. Yeah. I thought, and I and I sent a text to Frank because I said, I'm so sorry for the headache. Somewhere along the line, somebody decided, and it may have been Ted. I don't know what happened. Okay. You can't you can't put anything off on Ted. It's his night. But somebody decided to get a suite. When did that happen? Right away, I thought. It went from, are you guys in? Yeah, and then the next thing was, we're getting a suite. And you and I both, I'm pretty sure you said the same thing I did, which was, just let me know the money and who I need to Venmo. I just said, okay. That's all I said. Yeah, but I figured, like, if you're doing group sales, we all got to kick in 25, 40 bucks. I thought Ted was buying. Ted's not buying shit. He barely drove down here. Oh, I know. But he sent me the Don Winslow book for free, so we're even. Um, well, I don't know how we're even. I think I'm way ahead. I just wanted Ted to invite us so I could say, how come it's in the car? You <laughs> would like. So everything was fine. Yeah. And I was like, we're just, I'm just going to Venmo Frank Cash or Pat, whoever. Yeah, whatever it is. And I'm excited because I start thinking, who else is going to be there? Sniffer's got to be. Dave yeah. Sniff's got to be there, right? Yeah. Mark Larson. Yes. All our boys. All our guys. Cliff be great to see cliff huh? yeah huh no it'd be great it would be great you know hank will be there kraska okay maybe clark anthony Jeannie cavett yes i'm like this is great i'm just going through the whole list of everybody denise yamada no <laughs> no chance <laughs> um 
so then everything goes radio silent. Yeah. And I'm like, uh-oh. Because I knew what happened. Those, and they're like, hey, there's no food in the suite. We're like, nobody gives a shit. We're fine. We all got money, right? But I go, I know what happened. They got away from the group sale idea, which they should have done. They went to this suite. Now people in this town, especially those KFMB, not Pat or Frank, but the rest of those goofballs are like, free, give me three. Oh, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. And so they oversold. Like it's uh, Frontier Airlines. <laughs> so my son Jack's like, hey, what's up with that game on the 7th? Plus it's Fernando Tatis fleece blanket night. Yeah. So I said, hey, you know, it's really where I cut my teeth at KFNB. And I think there's a bunch of KFNB people going. And I'd like to see them all. And he goes, all right. But now it's getting to be Saturday, Sunday. I go, there's no plan in place at all. Yeah. So I text Frank, and I, so I mentioned. I said, hey, uh, Jack's now 4-0, David Games. He's been Yeah, at. I saw you write that the other day. And he goes, I want to go this week. I go, you know what, Jack? Fuck it. Let me ease the burden. Yeah. And I'll drop out of the suite, and we'll go. So I put that out. Son of a bitch of our guy, JoJo Tarantino. Doesn't yeah. step right in go, Jeff. I got you covered. I said, great. It's me and Jack. He goes, I got Cade covered too. You know what? I should have saw JoJo last week when I was in Arizona. Yeah. I was literally at the Padre facility every fucking day. Yeah. Jesus. Well, Sorry, JoJo. He might have avoided I was you. there. Yeah, he's, he's like, I know. I got out every day <laughs> working from home. But then, uh, so I texted Frank. I said, look, I got a feeling this thing's getting a little out of control. Uh, because everybody wants to be there. They probably all waited to the last minute. Poor Frank and Pat uh, are dealing with the headache. So I just dropped out. But I'm going, thanks to JoJo. So I'll be out there. So I don't know, Dave. I'm bummed I won't get to see the KFMB people. Yeah. But, um, yeah, poor Frank. It's probably like, shit. Should have just bought four tickets. Me, Gaffy, Dave, and Jeff. We'd have been fine. But, um, and then, so People geez, complaining. Yelling at Frank that can't see because Shotgun Tom won't take his fucking hat off. He won't take the hat. Tom, come on. Not a Corvette diner anymore. <laughs> so then, as soon as I dropped out, yeah. then it was like, you know, the pimple burst. Now here comes all the info. Ah, shit. There's too many people. We don't know what's going on. We don't know who's in, who's out. I'm like, he's like, Fuck can Frank. you send this to Dave? I was like, yeah, here's Dave's cell number, too. He goes, I'll take care of it. I haven't uh, heard shit. No, but he sent you the um, he sent you the text just to let you know, right? No, I'm getting jack shit. No, 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 there's out. I literally was like, I literally scheduled my week around the 7th. Oh, well, come hang out with us. Well, well fuck it. I'm not buying a ticket to see Ted. Yes, I'm for free in my garage. Well, that's true. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> You know, the one thing about Ted, he will be making the rounds. You know how this works. He'll be making the rounds on TV. He'll be in the booth at some point. And then he'll be in the booth again for radio, which I bet you he's looking forward to, to being back in that booth with Jesse and Tony. And I'm sure he'll stop by and see Don and Mud. That's what I mean. He'll yeah. do TV and he'll do, yeah. uh, he'll do radio. He'll be able yeah. to interview him for an inning. The, I, look, I said to Ted about two weeks ago. Yeah. I go, look, man, I'm going to be out there. But I'm not going to worry about bugging you because a thousand people will be in. Just know I'm there. Yeah. And I appreciate everything you did for us. And he wrote me back. He said, I'm super excited uh, that my family will be there. 
means a lot for my family. I'm glad you're there. Yeah. And so he said, he said today was sad that his two brothers aren't going to make it. Ah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, and that's that, but the guy I was hoping to see was Larry. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, just because dude, of course with Larry, we never see, we see Ted. We have access to Ted all the time. I know, but Larry would be a guy to get in here yeah. because, and, and I, we could go through Gaff or Steinberg or somebody. I don't think Sandy, especially, I, I don't know. I don't think people in this town give Larry enough credit for being the guy that he was for so many different things. All you need to know about this, because we know so many young Padre fans, because 1998 was a long time ago now, you know? So there's so many young Padre fans that don't understand. If you're a big Padre fan, and there's so many of you that, that obviously are active on social media, remember yeah. this. One, you wouldn't have Petco Park without Larry. Right. Two, more than likely, the Padres wouldn't be in San Diego still right. without Larry. And you can, right. you can call bullshit right now. Ask anybody who was around. The Padres twice were close to leaving, once in the 70s and once in 98. Almost gone. Yeah. I wasn't here at the time when Ray Kroc saved the team yeah. from C. Arnold Smith. But I will tell you, where this team was during the Tom Warner era with the group of 11 dummies that all had an equal say. Tom yeah. Warner had them, let them all have an equal say. What they made Randy Smith, who was the GM, go through, where he had to gut everybody. Everybody in baseball knew it. Yep. And Randy, I mean, we're not going to go through him here, but if you look at what Randy did, some of the trades that he made when his back was against the wall were incredibly impactful, whether it was Gary Sheffield to the Marlins for a deal that included Trevor Hoffman. At the time, you didn't know you were getting a Hall of Famer. No. You were giving away a guy who was about to win the Triple Crown. Yeah. For a guy who came here as a setup guy yeah. and ends up being a Hall of Famer. and uh, Fred McGriff? Well, McGriff had to go away. That hurt. Yeah. Yeah, McGriff. Oh, yeah, because John Sherholtz was the one guy that wasn't going to give you anything. So you got Melvin Nieves out of that deal. But you traded Bruce Hurst and Andy at, or uh, Bruce Hurst and Greg Harris went to Colorado in a deal for Brad Osmus and Andy Ashby. Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of different deals around that you look at, and Randy Smith. Well, people don't realize, again, pod, a little bit of Padre history. It seems so weird because for us, it seems like yesterday. Well, it was the four tops. Remember, you had the four tops that everybody was excited about. Yeah, and then Tom Warner made you get rid of all of them. All of them except Tony Gwynn. Yeah. And everybody in baseball knew it, yep. and Randy got forced into doing that. And, Dave, we talk about 98, but 96 was pretty exciting, too. And it was, and that is uh, Larry and John Morse, but also, I mean, people that remember what it was like back then. He was one hundred percent responsible for Channel Four. Yep. And now we live in an era where Bally Sports San Diego shows you everything you take it for granted. Well, at that sure time, do. we remember working at KFMB, losing the TV rights. And every game went on TV. Yeah. That's Larry Lucchino, the the Palm Trees, Saturday Night Baseball Night, the upgraded um, giveaways that were part of it and made baseball be an event in this town, which it hadn't been in 15 years or maybe not that long, but at least 10. And then when Randy left, and I'd love to ask Larry, why'd Randy have to go? Yeah. I don't know. That's funny you say that. Right? 
Yep. But Randy leaves. He interviews a thousand different guys for the GM. Frank ran bunch of different guys came to town and the guy who was director of scouting sitting in on all the interviews was the guy that Larry said, he's going to be my guy. And it was Kevin towers and so many other things that Larry put his fingerprints on that greatly impacted this team forever. How old do you think Larry is? I just looked this up right now. God damn like, Cause I always thought Larry should have been the commissioner. He's, oh, yeah. he's always so far ahead of everybody else. All these ballparks. Exactly right. It'll be 77 September. So all these ballparks yeah, Camden are, all, Yards. are all because of Larry. Yeah. Larry did Camden Yards. Here, here's an interesting thing on Larry. So he grew up in Pittsburgh, went mm-hmm. to Princeton, went and studied law in Washington. Okay. Yeah. He has a Super Bowl ring yep. from the Redskins, 1982. He has a World Series ring from the Orioles, 1983. Yep. Red Sox ring, 2004, 2007, 13, and 18. Also has a Princeton watch from 1965. Yeah. For the Final Four Championship, yeah, yeah. I mean, insane that Larry went from being a lawyer, successful lawyer in Washington yeah. D.C., to what he is in sports. Yeah, Padres here in '98 was and, has already been inducted into the Red Sox Hall of Fame. By the way, yeah, the Padres waited way too long. Yeah, literally, and, you could have done it in 2005. And if you were here, you know the thing that is so typical of this dipshit town. <laughs> you know, Petco Park should have opened in time for Tony to play there. Yeah. And it got locked down because of lawsuits for Dick Ryder, Bruce Henderson, and a bunch of these other morons that we let into this town. That honestly, think of Petco Park had not been developed. Think about the amount of money generated down there on a daily basis yeah. after the redevelopment of the East Village. From whether it's property tax, sales tax, and and you know what? Fuck it. How about just the fun element of going down there? I was and there being a Saturday part. for eight hours. Yeah. Saturday. Just hung out. Never, never done. This sounds funny. Yeah. People are going to laugh at me. What the fuck's wrong with you? I've never done a bar hopping trip. Oh. So I was down there yeah. from, from 11 o'clock till, till after the Padre Dodger game. Just going bar to bar to bar. Having fun. Yeah. Having with a great your friends. time. Yeah. 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 And we got these fucking assholes like Bruce Henderson and that little shithead Mike Aguirre who fucked up the Chargers and, you know, Dick Ryder, you know, all, whoever the new fucks are, right? Corey Briggs, and that is yeah. the fucking name. There's always somebody. There's always some asshole in this town that, in we, this give, town, it's crazy. that we give these guys instead of just saying, get the fuck out of yeah. here before we beat the shit out of you. Shut up. And if it was anybody but Larry, they might have thrown in the towel. And Larry was like, we are seeing this fucking thing through. Yeah. You're seeing it through, and he got it done. And y'all know what it, what it is, and it's there. And I, I just, I don't know, man. I just, I know what he meant for us on a personal level for this show. Just so incredibly nice to us. But as a Padre fan, you just go, yeah, man, this is the guy. This is the guy. So uh, get out there, and if you're there and you, you obviously know him, celebrate him but if you don't make sure man make sure that he gets an ovation he deserves because i i can't think of a guy i mean i guess dave old timers would say jack murphy yeah larry's gotta be in the top five most impactful people in the history of san diego couldn't agree more right couldn't agree more at top five maybe top two 
This sounds bad to say. He was too good for San Diego. He he was too big for San Diego. Yeah, yeah he was. He was. And I remember being on the air that night at KFMB when John let him leave. Huge mistake by Moores because the guys he brought in, whether it was uh, Bob Vesis or, or any of these other fucking boneheads, they didn't know jack was shit. Bob Vesis the one that used to walk around with no shoes? No shirt. No shirt. Couldn't even walk into a goddamn 7-Eleven. The, I, the weirdest thing, Bob Visas came in, replaced Lucino as president. Yeah. They have Tony's retirement ceremony, right? Yeah. Remember that ceremony? I love Charles Steinberg. Goddamn, that thing took forever. Remember they were bringing all the yeah. big oversized championship rings out? Bob Costas was here. Remember yeah. that night? Uh, yeah. Bob Visas is down on the field as team president. Nobody knows him from Adam. The night ends, and I go with Katie Mosier, the Rocket. Yeah. Rocket and I, our intern, we go to OG's in Mission Valley, right there at the Ikea Center, and uh, Fenton Parkway. And 10 minutes later, Bob Visas walks in by himself and sits at a table all night by himself, sitting there eating dinner, like 10 minutes after the, to- the guy's the president of the team was just down the field. Wow. What a nut <laughs> that guy was. Stories that have come through there. Wow. But I, yeah, Dave, I, I, you know, I can't speak to, I mean, Ray Kroc, right? Save the team. Ray's going to yeah. be one of those guys. I get it. A handful of guys. But, uh, but goddamn, man, I'll, I'll put what Larry did up against all of them. From what he did, the impact that he made on a team that was dead, the people that he brought in, Theo Epstein, Glenn Geffner, Mike D, what they did, Sam Kennedy, Charles Steinberg, right? Yeah. All of the, those different things, the trades that he signed off on, whether it was Caminetti and Finley coming to town, whether it was Kevin Brown coming to town, all of those different moves that he made. We already talked about Channel 4, how it changed the way you watch the games. I just, I, you are hard-pressed to tell me a guy who made a bigger impact in this city than Lucchino. I'm with you. And, and again, I, I've said this story on this show. We've talked about it before. But when Jeff and I were at KFMB and all this shit was going down and we realized, holy fuck, you, you're going to lose all these guys. Yeah. I still remember what Charles Steinberg said. We're fucking leaving here. And we're, we're taking everybody. We're taking everyone. We're going to Boston. Before people yep. in Boston knew. We're going to Boston yep. and we're going to win a championship and we're going to be heroes for life. And he was right. And he was right. Never going to buy a meal again. And uh, he's right. With they, all the guys. All those guys. And, and, Theo. And it's funny, when you watch that movie Fever Pitch with Jimmy yeah. Fallon, Yeah, all those guys are in the movie. Yeah. They're, they're, you see them right there, and you're going. Jerry Epstein. Yeah. <laughs> you see all those assholes in the stands, and yeah. you're going. I mean, the, the Theo thing is amazing. The, yeah. the whole Theo story is amazing, because if you watch any old Padre clips, Theo, who's going in the Hall of Fame himself right. for winning with the Red Sox and the Cubs, and will now own a teams really soon. Yeah, he's the guy holding the fucking radar gun behind home plate. And yet the Padres saw something in this kid that brought him out here, and then put him through law school at USD because they said we'd see something in this. Charles kid. Steinberg. We went to lunch. I yeah. was producing Padre Talk. We were trying to figure it out. They wanted to know what the flagship was all about, and I was kind of the guy designated to go to this lunch. So I go to lunch yep. at uh, Trophies in Mission Valley with Steinberg. Yeah. March of 95 when I get here. He said to me, Dave, at the meeting, we have a guy, and I'd love to ask him if he remembers this. 
He said, we have a guy in our entertainment department that's going to be a GM one day. Goddamn Theo's first job. We get Theo. We got to plug him in, too. Theo's first job was putting together the blooper videos. Yeah. And he said, there's a guy in our entertainment department that's going to be a GM one day. And you're like, all right. He goes, no, I'm telling you. And I go, all right. And then we got to know him. And I remember saying to Charles years later, holy shit. He's like, well. 28 years old. He's the GM of his favorite team growing up. Right. But but at that point, when he did it, when we knew him, he was 21. Yeah. And they knew he was going to be a GM. And Charles told me later, he's like, Larry knew immediately. Yeah. When he met him. And, and but. Incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. But what Glenn Geffner did, what, what all of those guys did, right? Like yeah. it was all so uh, so far ahead of the curve and look what pete's doing now what ron fowler the impact those guys made wonderful right wonderful but uh but man i i remember saying on the air that night we will not recover from this this is a devastating day for san diego and i'm not sure we'll ever recover from it and i remember nick calling me and going i agree with you yeah you know, because he just, I mean, you saw what happened with the Red Sox. Dude, the Red Sox waited almost 100 years, and those guys fixed it. Yeah. Well, and, then and then, four you know, of them. Theo wins it with the Cubs, too. So, yeah. all guys that were here, and like I said, so we'll be back tomorrow. But, uh, you know, and Geff, you'll hear this at some point, probably during the off season, or I don't know, maybe during the All-Star break, whatever. Um, he's probably hanging with his kids, but at some point, Geff, you got to come on and just tell stories about that. You know, the trips to Monterey, yeah. all the different things that he did to make Padre baseball relevant. Yeah. He deserves a huge round of applause on you know, Thursday. You know, we'll talk a lot more Padres, obviously tomorrow. Also, I'm going to ask you about how many guys on this team even make the all-star team, but I want to ask you right now, um, the Padres have struggled of late, mm-hmm. okay? I mean, not only do you lose three or four to the Dodgers, you get swept by the Seattle Mariners, and they're missing like six key players. Yeah. And you get swept, and you, you lose at home, and you go, this team, how good is this team? They're on, place for nine, on pace for 94 wins. Yeah. But when you look at this team, you, you, am I crazy when you say, this is not a good team? No. Like, the, even though your son's all in, he has to be going, where the fuck's the offense? Oh, well, yeah. Okay, he's not he's not dumb. Understands how this game works. Like, yeah, there's no offense on this team, especially when you can tell Manny's not Manny yet right. because it's been he's a while not coming back. And or so, right. uh, not back uh, you know what I'm saying? As yeah, far as you. you you look at, he missed you know ten days or whatever, and you go, Manny doesn't look like Manny yet the way he sees the ball normally. Correct. And you go, what the fuck's going on? And yeah. you're going, okay, what moves are possibly made and everything else, and how good's this team, and how long can they hold on with the starting pitching that has gotten them through? And you say, I don't know about you, man. A couple things bothered me about that Dodger series. The game you were at on Sunday, and they won that game. Is there anyone that calls out guys for not running? And, and I'm not Luke talking Boyd. about hustling. I'm talking about Alfaro, too. They kept talking about Alfaro's yeah. the fastest catcher in baseball. And he fucking ends up on first base on a ball that hits yeah. the, the fence. And then you look at Luke Voigt. Yeah. Same, and you're going, dude, is anyone going to call these guys out? For not hustling. And you watched Trent Grisham today. I know you were working today. I heard Junior called him out. Did he call him out? Mm-hmm. Trent Grisham always does this shit. Is so concerned about looking cool. Yes. Then, then just get into your fucking spot. It, yeah. Andrew Jones used to do it all the time. And Jason Stark wrote a book about it. Because everyone loves Andrew Jones. 
They said Andrew Jones, as far as covering ground, was yeah. one of the worst center fielders in the history of baseball. Everything had to make it look cool. Right. Put the glove next to his ear, just yeah. catch it. Get to your goddamn spot. And when you're hitting 186. Of course. Yeah. Dude, you better make it up with your glove. And you sit there and go, you're, you have a chance to possibly win this game. Yeah. But you completely took yourself out because you're so concerned yeah. about how you look. I'm so fucking burnt out on, on Trent Grisham, I can't uh. tell you. He's the one guy, if you DFA'd him, we spend so much time on Hosmer. Yeah. I'm done with Trent Grisham. Done. 100% done with him. Not a fan at all. And, and I always wonder, but when it comes from me, it's not the same because I'm a guy you uh. just hate the fucking pods. I'm asking well, you, what, what, what do you think? Can't stand Grisham. Can't stand him. And and the thing that is, like the, the thing that was always for me, Dave, <laughs> the key on the teams that were a little bit of lovable losers, at least a lot of those dudes were likable. Yeah. If I see Tim Hill in another fucking game, <laughs> I'm sick of that guy. Tim Hill looks scared every time he gets on the mound. God, but yeah, Grisham. Yeah. You know, just done, and. Yeah, I don't know. Hosmer to me is low hanging fruit, but it's just, you know, somebody wrote today, I saw Jimmy Russell put it up, like a little blurb from a story. I think it was from ESPN. And they said his numbers have, he's just so bad. He's virtually, you can't, you can't even play him. Yeah. And so again, I circle back to what we've talked about on this particular show for three years which is it's so much bad money invested on this team. Myers, when are you going to see Myers again, right? Are you going to see him again all year? You, you know what's 20 a great million. question about that? I asked my son that question today before yeah. you walked in because Josh is a Padre fan. Yeah. I said, when's Myers coming back? He goes, you know what's funny? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. That's how irrelevant he but, is. Nobody cares. But why you should care is that's at least one, if not two guys, whether it's bullpen guys or a bat off the bench, because you're right up against the luxury tax. So that's why you probably have to look at it and go, like, I like Mazzara. He's yeah, fine. Yeah, he's playing fun. Yeah. Hosmer, now you go, okay, that's $40 million, yep. right? Maybe 43 Drew Pomeranz has done nothing. That's another ten. That's $53 million, right? Now you go, Blake Snell. Struck out 12 the other night. Yeah. Pretty cool. So I don't know where you're at. You go, okay. But, I mean, you just look at this team when you go through the payroll and you go, there's about $65 million, which is very easy to find on this team. And you go, fuck, man, that'd be good money to have in the wallet right now. Yeah. And you go, yeah, Dave, we're struggling. But you go, it's Mazzara. Tatis is probably going to center. So we go Profar, Machado. Kim can't hit or the shit till your Dodgers shitty bullpen grooves him on the other day. <laughs> But he's he's pretty goddamn fun. It's short. Yeah. Such as three sixties on the double plays that aren't yeah. double plays. I mean, Nola done. To terrible. Total waste of a trade, right? Like yep. how much would you love to have Ty France back right now? But you could look at it and you go, if you had sixty million yeah. in the bank, and you go, okay, we're gonna go into the trade deadline. And you've, you basically have had zero contribution from all the guys I just said. So if you're like, we're going to go in, and for the most part, it's going to be uh, Nomar Mazzara in right. Tatis is going to be in center. Maybe we can find a bat. But Profar is our leadoff guy in left. Machado will be at third. Kim can't hit where the fuck, but nope. he's still our shortstop. Cronenworth at second. Uh, Alfaro will go back to being probably our, you know, our 1B catcher. 
And we got $60 million to dick around with and get an arm for the bullpen, a first baseman, and a catcher. Yeah. Right? Ew, shit, we could do that. Come on. And now you're up against it, and you don't really have anything to trade. And now you go, well, I don't know what we're going to do. It's incredibly frustrating, and I look at this team, and I feel like this is the window. Because it doesn't feel like you're going to be able to bring back Sean Manaya, right? No. Clevenger is a free agent. Who knows what happens there? Musgrove report over the weekend that it said talks have fizzled. Yep. Because I just think they're at the point. Uh, if I'm Joe right now, um, and, and somebody said the other day, boy, he seems off his game. Well, he's probably thinking about the money. How can you not? And I blame the Padres for doing that. Yeah. I should have think- had this done. Oh, they, they should have. Their offer was so ridiculous. $11 million. It was, it, was, it was crazy. What are you doing to the guy? Like, that was the Why one do that, that we said. You're taking advantage of a guy because his mom and dad live here? Why would you offer him that money? Why would you insult him? Yeah. And that, to me, is the one we've said it over and over again. You cannot fuck that up. You no. cannot fuck that up. You got to find a way. Even if Joe turns into Randy Jones at the end, right, where the elbow problems get so bad he can barely pitch, doesn't matter. That's a kid we need here. I, I used the analogy a couple of weeks ago talking about Drew Doughty for the Kings, for the two or three hockey fans out there. They're just guys that make a huge impact on the team that you pay the money. Tony Gwynn yeah. would have been one of those guys. And he go, yeah, he just gets the contract. We pay him. He belongs here, and off he goes. Yeah. And unfortunately, I don't know if that's going to happen. It's, um, it, it's, it's amazing. Again, they're on pace for 94 wins. You're supposed to get Tatis back somewhere around – in a July 21st, July 25th, somewhere in there, he should be coming back. It looks like possibility he could go to the outfield, which was something he used to complain yep. about before. Tatis, uh, of course, uh, 20, here's the breakdown. 242 career games at shortstop, okay? Yeah. 20 in uh, left field, 7 in center field. You mm-hmm. see him probably as the center fielder, right? Yeah. That's what you're seeing when you're seeing these videos of him yeah. at short and center. That's uh, where the gaping and, and so, exactly hole right. is, yeah. And you're going, well, that's one bat. But you, you got to get another bat. And yeah. if you're honestly making a run, and why not? You have you have the starting pitching to get you through. You, By the way, you, you didn't mention uh, Martinez. Martinez, as yeah. far as, um, is another guy that can opt out of his contract who has shown a lot of people, fuck, he's really good. Not bad, right? Yeah. So I, I give a lot of credit to AJ on this. AJ can find talent. Yeah. AJ has a hard time depending deciding which guys I think he's going to trade and and development on some of these guys but you look yeah. at it, you mentioned ty france you mentioned yeah. some of these guys and going aj has found some guys i mean max who would have thought mac oh well Ma- well nick martinez yeah. you you grabbed out of japan yeah max freed you gave up on really fast you gave up on trey turner you gave yeah. up on some guys but the, but i'm saying he has found guys yeah. that were in this organization that that are gone the minor yeah. league system's not what it was but you have to find a, a guy dang bat you, you have to you, you have to find a I almost I was looking at yeah. that like trying to see if Bellinger would rob a home run. But then you sit there and you go, the Dodgers are going to make a move. They always uh-huh. do. And then you see that story that came out yesterday that Juan Soto bought a home for $7.7 in L.A. yesterday. Ah, short and Trey, drive down here. And nice. Trey Turner, who you saw this weekend, who yeah. has made it clear, I want to go back east, but the guy I want to be teammates with again is Juan Soto. Oh, and so if you get, get make the move for Juan Soto and then you get your shortstop back in, in a guy like Trey Turner. So for the Dodgers, they're going to make a move. They just do. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers just do. If you're the Padres, you got to beat this Dodger team. And when you go up and you watch those games and the game you were at until the last and give you credit for staying. Oh, yeah. 
But until the last inning, it was four days of, of the Dodgers showing their superior team over the, the Padres. I kept saying, the thing to me about the game that I saw on Sunday day felt like a thousand Charger games that we covered. Yeah. And Chargers season ticket holders will remember these games. They were the games that we did uh, every postgame show for where the Chargers would dominate for three quarters, run all over, turnovers, do the whole thing, and at the end of three quarters, the game was 14 to 10. Yeah. And you go, this fucking game should be 54 to 3 right now, but it's not. And then the Chargers would find a way to lose. Kansas City, Denver, fill in the blank. And I said to my son, all they have to do in this game is get to Kimbrel because he's shit. At nine different times, the Dodgers had Mackenzie Gore on the ropes. He would, we're watching his pitch count. Yep. I mean, he gives up a run in the first six pitches of the game. He had no answer for bets. He had no answer for anybody at the top of the order. Yeah. Could not get bets, could not get Turner. Freeman. I, yeah, Freddie Freeman, crybaby. <clears throat> and, uh, and by the way, your analogy that they'd boo him, those moron Dodger fans give him a standing I ovation every time. So stupid. <laughs> um, they did but i said to jack every time we're watching gore's pitch count yeah. right and seeing we're just having fun and somehow he gets out of it he gets out of it and i said dave roberts is going to panic and he's going to give kimbrell the chance here and all we got to do is get kimbrell in this game and actually yeah i feel like the game was tied no kimbrell blows it yeah right? blew the safe yeah one a, nothing game, right? Yeah, got hit with a ball, but 180 miles an I hour know. in the back. Jesus Christ, Cronenworth almost killed him. Uh, you okay, Shay? Yeah, Roberts is like, you're okay. Yeah, hey, that's good. Seen enough here. Um, <laughs> but the Giants are a wreck. Everybody yep. hates the Giants. They hate Gabe Kapler. I know they got injuries, but everybody hates the Giants. And uh, they're all mad at Fahad Zahidi because he didn't go out and make any moves, spend any money. You know, Kapler's though, he got, he got Chuck Peterson. Who's going to probably start in the All-Star game? I got it, Dave, but there's seven games yeah, out. I'm just saying the Padres could have jock for $6 million when I was saying, dude, go get yeah, him. Yeah. Who's your left fielder? Go get him. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, you could have done whatever, but I, I don't know. So, that, man, they better figure it out quick. And, and this is the other thing. To me, there are guys that are impact players in baseball. And when Fernando came up, Fernando made an impact immediately. Yep. And you know who they are, and they just come up and they make an impact. And guys, Cronenworth, when Cronenworth got a chance to play, he made it known. Dude, if they're asking for C.J. Abrams in the trade, I'm moving him. Dude, C.J.'s not. I, I'm with you. I don't want to say I'm done with C.J. I just feel like C.J. isn't ready for Major League Baseball right now. C.J.'s not ready. You're moving C.J., Compensano. Yep. Right, all the—I mean, you you fucking traded Trey Turner and Max Freed and other guys, uh, Ty France, who's going to the All Star game. All of a sudden, now you're going to get the jelly legs about trading anybody else. Fuck it, dude. At this dude, point, you, you got gotta it make, with this pitching and the contracts that are expiring. You yeah, got to make the run now. Go for it. You got to go for it now. I I wouldn't trade Gore. No, I wouldn't trade Gore either. No, which is pretty amazing. But but yeah, I don't know, man. It uh, it definitely concerns me moving forward. And I, and I also wonder what you're going to get with Tatis when he comes back. I don't know. I mean, it's a lot of pressure on him. But shit, Dave, he, he's such an impactful player that maybe he can be the guy that just 
bolt of energy. You hope. You hope. Again, um, but, I think you need to tease in another guy. That's why I want the well, trade. I want the trade because you need you need three guys in that lineup at least. Well, Right now, it's just Manny. But you may have to go and get an outfielder, and then your infield becomes Cronenworth, Kim, Tatis, and Machado. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, but, you know, Grisham sucks. <laughs> he sucks, man. He sucks. And here's Enough the, the bullshit. Thing. I don't care if he's young. He sucks. There's nothing about his game I like. I guarantee you there's nothing about his game Bob Melvin likes. No. And, and I, we're not going to waste a lot of time on this because we got lives. <laughs> Any of you that put out money for those city jerseys? Fuck happened. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I, I, you know what? This is all I'm going to say. I'm glad he said. I'm not going to say jack shit anymore. I, I'm just like, I was just like, holy fuck. You think Caminetti would put that goddamn oh, thing on? Oh, that's a good question. Fuck no. Kevin Brown wouldn't wear that shit. Kevin Brown would not wear that shit. Do you remember Dave when Chris, Stewart? Do, do you remember when Chris Sale went in and cut the jerseys up with scissors? Yeah. Because he don't want to wear them? That would have been Kevin Brown. Rudy Cianez? Yeah, we aren't wearing this shit. Yeah. You think Rudy Cianez is wearing this? He's a goddamn martial artist. I'm a black belt. I'm not wearing this shit. And goddamn, this town, ah, everybody's dancing. Lining up. Lime green. <laughs> oh, we're all videos. Hey, yeah. Sassy. You and know, all the media stiffs in this town. Yeah. Do you see that play right there? Sorry. Yeah. Jeff and I are watching the Rockies yeah. Dodgers. The Dodgers are so much shit on Dexter. Yeah. The catcher couldn't catch the ball. If you but if you would have stepped on one of those things, it's an automatic out. Oh, yeah. It's all, all they do is touch one of those things. It would have been automatic out, but he wouldn't. Look at that shit. Oh! See? He just had good. to touch one and go, they would have called him out because the Dodgers shit's on the field. That's good footwork. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, you, did you see those things? Where? Uh. Yeah, they're, they're brutal. I told you, I, I compared it to, to the sherbet ice cream. Someone put a Nerf football that they had that matched it perfectly. On social media, and I go, yeah, there you go. That's going to be Friday night games. What's fr- they're going to warm every Friday. Yeah, here's the thing that was frustrating to me about it. There's so many great things about San Diego. Again, I was on a boat all day yesterday and just looking at the city and just going, man, this is an amazing city. We have the worst assholes that run this city that, that don't make it as great as it should be. Yeah. But you, you go, that's Miami. When you look at it, you go, yeah. that's what Miami would do. The Miami yeah. Heat had the same uniforms. Yeah. What are we doing here? Why, Clippers would do that. We'd yeah. laugh. Go, what the Clippers do? Yeah. But for the Padres uh, to do it, I, to be honest with you, the ones if, if I was making them, yeah. I would have done. I think it was Lee, I think it was Steinberg. Charles Steinberg told us this. He said there was a time where the Padres were going to change their uniforms to um, almost like um, I think it was the Marines. It was the burgundy color with the navy blue. Do you remember that? It was going to mm. be burgundy, navy blue, and white. Oh. And, well, I remember that they were talking about being a throwback to the old like Lane Field jerseys. Yeah. I don't remember the. Uh, are but, you saying the actual jersey would yeah, have been burgundy? The, 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 would have, I don't know if it was the first color or the second color, but those were the colors they were talking about changing Padre colors too. Yeah, is going a uh, uh, navy blue, a burgundy, and a white as a, as a, as a tribute to the Marines uniform. Oh, okay, got it. And so uh, I was like, fine. Or uh, the sand uniform they had a long time ago was terrible. Yeah, these are terrible. Oh. These, these are absolutely terrible. I told Mud. Fuck are you and Orsillo doing? <laughs> so you told, wait, do you, I was writing to him on Friday, and he just he was writing me the whole time back because I was yeah. critical of Nola fucking Snellover. Yeah, and 
then I said something, and then he goes, that's the last thing I need is this fan base turning on me. I go, no one's turning on you. Turn it on. Nicest guy in the world. Could you imagine? No one's what turning on have to do? No one's turning on you, dude. Don't I, worry about it. I got to tell you, man, the more these guys do games, the funnier Agler and Junior are. Yeah. Today they were talking about a situation like in the minors where you have a roommate. And uh, and Jesse said, can you imagine if that worked here? And Don had to be Mud's roommate. You and I were roommates. And, uh, and Junior said, you know, Mark would have been the guy that if there was a guy, you know, troublemaker, they'd put Mud with him. And he goes, Mud would keep everything, you know, loose. And Agler pauses and he goes, well, that's one way to look at it. <laughs> and I'm dying laughing because you and I know what he's saying. Yes, exactly. Well, yeah. Brett Boone lived with them when they were in the minors together. They were roommates together. Oh, I didn't Boone know that. Boone and Mud were roommates, yeah. Well, said it was exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what Agler said. How long does Don last before he just snaps? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Agler's so goddamn good. And uh, uh, just one quick thing. I know yeah. people saw he was out. Uh, thoughts to Jesse and his family. His father-in-law recently passed. Okay, I knew something was and going Jesse on. And Jesse had been down in Florida. He'd been taking care of it. Dude, he's such a good dude. And he's so... I, I just think those guys, man, like Junior has hit his stride. The chemistry with those guys. And by the way, kudos to our boy Scan. He's not bad. Does a really nice job yeah. when he fills in on radio. Yeah. Does a really nice job. Another fucking great guy. Yeah. But, but Agler's a really, really good dude, and uh, I was sorry to hear about his father-in-law. Absolutely. Tomorrow we'll talk a little more Padres, of course. want to mention Alan Taylor and Taylor Made Pools. The weather's absolutely outstanding. Summertime is here. It's going to get warmer this week. You're going to wish you had a Taylor Made Pool. Why don't you call Alan Taylor? Enough's enough. Why don't you sit there and say, hey, family, I'm taking care of you. This is what we're going to do from here on out. Our summers, our nights are going to be great because we're going to have so many memories in this pool. Alan Taylor, Taylor May Pools. He's the person to call. Ask about available financing. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Dave, it's been a while since we've done a special, but we're doing it tonight. First seven people, cash only. It's the goddamn Lisa Ann special. Oh, Not nice. just the Lisa Ann special. It's the goddamn Lisa Ann special because, like, I don't know what got into that silly kid. Did you see she referred to herself the other day as the mattress actress? <laughs> I told Dude, her. Dude, when you said Dick Ryder, I was thinking, what a great porn name. That would have been it. It's apparently incredibly hot in New York. Yeah. Because every day on Instagram, she went from that leather jacket in the mock turtleneck every day. Every time I turn around on my phone, she's in a new bikini. Yes. I'm not saying, hey, who am I to tell her what to do? She's an adult. She can make her own decisions. So, uh, yeah, first seven, cash only. Lee Sand special, nice catch. That's why it's on the bench. Uh, yeah. Uh, what, what a perfect time for a pool. It's crazy uh, to think that we're already in July. We feel like we say it all the time, but you can feel it, man. It's definitely getting warmer. It's going to get warmer in August, and then September we get there. Uh, give Alan and his team a call. They mentioned that financing is available. Dan Williams, don't forget to talk to Dan about what's going on in your finances. So many things right now, people trying to decide what they, what they should do with their money. At the same time, is your money now hurting you because you're renting? Dan would help you get out of the rental market, help you buy that home. 
Again, Dan Williams is your guy. Jeff and I have used him a bunch. There's so many people trying to give advice that aren't money guys, that aren't financial guys. Don't listen to some nobody. Listen to a guy like Dan Williams who can help you out. Make sure you make that call at 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. Yeah, we talk about the borrow smart, repay smart, and it is so important. But right now with the housing market, yeah, it could go either way, right? But yep. let Dan get the paperwork done for you. Get pre-approved so you're ready to go so that you know what your budget is, what you can afford, and then you start, you got to get the biggest piece of the puzzle done first. That way, uh, when you start looking for the house, you know what you have to spend and what you can afford payment-wise, and it really does narrow down the field. Some of it, uh, you know, unfortunately for some of us more than others, but at least get that information done. Have that in your back pocket ready to go. Dave, an amazing offer tonight from Dan. Okay. For the first seven people that call Dan, sign up for his services. Do you know what he said tonight? A free pair of bike shorts. Nice. <laughs> good deal. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? I thought Dan was going to say, I'm going to give him a ride on my tandem bike. He's not doing that. The COVID world we live in, it still is, and we got to keep Dan safe. But uh, I don't even know you're getting free bike shorts. So if you're <laughs> like, well, I wasn't going to do it, but now I am. Uh, I'm sorry, that was completely made up. That, <laughs> not anything else I said was there are, I don't know, Dan probably has a free pen for you, a paper cube or something cool like that. Just no bike Stand that guy when you sign the papers, keep it. Is <laughs> <laughs> it closer? You go, wow, I like this guy. Hey, that's a beautiful pen. Goddamn right. How'd you get it? Don't worry about it. When he turns it upside down, the girl's clothes come off. Oh, no, he's not like that. Dan's classy. Classy Dan Williams. (laughs) Brian Kerr is your guy when it comes to finding that next house. So many people right now are looking to make that move and buy their new home in their greatest neighborhood and the greatest city. Well, guess what? Brian Kerr is the guy that's been in San Diego for more than 25 years. He knows this county better than anyone else. Talk about the right home that is right for you, whether it's school districts or a quieter neighborhood that you're getting up in age and your kids are moved out. Don't forget about Brian Curry. Guess who bought the house across the street from me? Remember I told you it sold uh, just yeah, a couple Ray weeks Mysterio. ago? No, but somebody famous, uh, a professional baseball player. Uh, Edgar Gonzalez. No, he already lives behind me. <laughs> oh. Um, He's not in the major leagues. He's not in the major leagues. Julian. No, I wish it was Julian. Marcelo Meyer. Just, oh, no kidding. Yeah, uh, shortstop, future shortstop for the Red Sox. Supposed oh, dude, to replace uh, Xander Bogarts. Dude, yeah. he'll be a regular. I just said, we got to get that autographed bat. <laughs> Stick it right in here. Dude, I love that kid. Yeah. I just signed him. Uh, my son Jack and I are thrilled. We just uh, traded for him for the Padres. Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> Good deal. Well, we didn't even really trade. We just assigned him to the Padre roster. So Nice. Good deal. Yeah. Good. Oh, that's cool, man. Nice. There you go. So don't forget about Brian Curry. Brian Curry is your guy, as we say all the time. Uh, Brian Curry knows San Diego better than anyone else. Give him a call at 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Makes such a difference, Dave. Unfortunately, I have friends that have gone through so many different issues with homes they purchased, which means you're immediately out of pocket. And some of the things I've heard about recently, copper piping and just... All these things that friends go into, agents are quick looking to make a deal. You sign that paperwork, then they're out of the picture, and guess who's left holding the bag? That's right, dummy, you. (laughs) So you need somebody on your side that's been award winner for more than 20 years, and who better than Brian Curry? And we said it, uh, Brian and Dan Williams working together 
to make your life so much easier. But yeah, get to know what that money is. Then Brian can help you find the dream house uh, that you've been waiting for. All of it coming together. Make sure you tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going to, uh, since it's their first show of July, I got you one for the first, second, third, and fourth of July. Oh, I like it. Okay. okay. July 1st, Pam Anderson. Pam Anderson. Uh, I'm going to say she's 55. Exactly right. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say 22 million. Close. $20 million. God, We're rounding it up right there. $20 million. Pam okay. Anderson. July 2nd, Larry David. Larry David. Um, say 68. 75. Really? Yep. Dude, fuck. I'll say seven hundred million. Close. <laughs> it's close. You're off by two hundred million. Nine hundred million dollars. Wow. Nine hundred million dollars for Larry David. Nice. July third, one of your favorites, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is the man, and they showed you always downplay uh him doing his stunts. Tom Cruise is sixty. Yes. And they showed a picture of him, Dave. It's an upside down biplane you know what the biplanes are the old-fashioned like the world war ii planes you know that have the yep. wings that go the plane is flying upside down and he's hanging from it and the director of mission it's impossible green screen. it's not a green screen you douche <laughs> <laughs> what do you call me a douche for go ahead i'm in eighth grade <laughs> jesus <laughs> i started laughing as soon as i said it <laughs> <laughs> I'm very emotional about Mission Impossible. The only movies that get better each one. You know that. Okay. Uh, what the hell was I going to say? But the the director yeah. wished him a happy birthday and showed that picture, and everybody freaks out because it's kind of a sneak peek of what's coming up uh, in the Mission Impossible oh, that's movies. cool. Shit, man, he's 60. Oh, fuck. He's got to be worth bank, too. I'm going to say $300 million. $600 million. Wow. Wow. That was right. All right, July. Hang on, one quick thing. Yeah. He went through kind of a phase where people, you know, the whole Scientology thing. Don't you think like he's, I saw somebody the other day that was talking about um, Tom Cruise and, you know, other things. And they said that why Cruise is successful and likable is that he doesn't do anything politics wise. He just is very, very committed to making movies that just lets you escape for a couple hours. Do you think his likability is back? Did it ever go? I don't think anyone disliked him. I mean, the one thing about, two couple things about Tom Cruise. One is he looks much younger than his age. Yeah. Two is he's been around for everyone. We've all grown up with Tom Cruise. Right. Doesn't matter your age, you've grown up with Tom Cruise. Yeah. And you go, I don't know a lot about him. Outside yeah. of Scientology, you go, True. like I can't even tell you where he lives. I can't tell you the state he lives. Oh, yeah. Do you know, know what I mean? I think L.A., but I don't know. I mean, as much as he is, has had success with this uh, Top Gun 2 movie, yeah, I didn't see him making the rounds on a bunch of shows. Did you? No, I think he did something. Well, he did, like... Uh, was he on Fallon? I didn't see him on Kimmel or any of those. He did a bunch of those, like, vignettes with James Corden. Okay. Like, kind of things like that. But, no, it's... I, you know, I don't, yeah, I didn't see him on I mean, Kimmel the older or, he gets, the more secretive he is. Yeah, he just kind of does his thing, right? Yeah. Which is probably better for him. Yeah. Right? Like, just just go out, bring... But the movie was great. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. Is a lot of actors won't do sequels. He'll do sequels. Like, Dude, I'm telling you. Let's bring back you. Risky Business. Yeah. 
Bring it back. Let's bring it back. Bring back all the right moves. <laughs> he could be the coach with Leah Thompson. <laughs> all right, 4th of July, Bill Withers. No yeah. longer with us. Uh, I think the older I get, the more I appreciate Ain't Bill no Sunshine when she's yeah. gone. I, I, uh, that, I, I don't like it's a lovely day. You don't? No. I don't like that. That's funny. I like that. How come? Because it was like the Jeff and Jer's. Is that right? Son. They ruined it? Yeah, they ruined it. Fuckers. I love Laura Kane. She knows I love her. That but that's I think it wasn't her choice. It wasn't her choice. Bullshit. She would have gone dancing. I had no idea that was part of their shit. Um, but ain't no sunshine, dude. You hear that? Yeah. Like, wow. Uh, I'll say Bill Withers would have been 86. 84. 84. Uh, 12 million. $40 million. Hey, wow. There we go. Look at that. All right, here we go. Okay. Five random questions. Would you yeah. rather go into your past and meet your ancestors or go oh. into the future and meet your great, great grandchildren? I, I have no interest in meeting any of my ancestors. <laughs> Dude, I'm with you. And I have nothing to say to them. And I might pass on both. Dude, first of all, Dude, you wouldn't understand them more than likely. Oh. Like my ancestors spoke yeah. Russian. Oh, true. <laughs> what are you saying? What? Quit Shut stop, up. Stop complaining about lack of toilet paper. This was a disappointment. Yeah. God, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, now I, may, I may pass on both. <laughs> you know, I mean, as hard as your great great grandchildren would be. Yeah. Descendants of Caden Jack. I don't know. Jack hears this. Sorry. Sorry, here we go. Yeah. Would you rather have more time or more money? Oh, that's cool. You know, I just heard some bullshit thing today <laughs> driving down here on the radio where they interviewed some guy who's 92 who inter- uh, invented the cell phone. Yeah. And they said, you know, he says he spends three or four minutes a day on the cell phone. Well, he probably realizes he's got about three or four minutes to live. <laughs> and they said, oh, when he said, uh, when told that people spend a couple hours a day on their phone, he said, everybody needs to go out and get a life. Is that what he said? Yeah, I'm like, I live an active life, you yeah. old flat ass. Fucker. Shut up. Thanks for what you did. Don't be, just take your glory. Keep walking. He's never discovered Lisa Ann. Exactly right. Fuck sucks to be him um always more money because if money. i got I'm more money i'll find more time because i'm gonna <laughs> stop doing anything productive i'm with you i'd rather go with the money would you rather be able to talk with animals or speak all foreign languages i couldn't give less of a shit of learning how to speak a foreign language i made no effort i know just enough to get by spanish no grande bolsa we have no big bags, no sedios. We have no matches. <laughs> Vamos, get the fuck out of here. Uh, no más cerveza. Mucho borracho y loco, pinchy. Fuck out of here, you drunk. <laughs> That's enough. That's all you need. That's okay. all you need. Uh, what, you, want great- to, you want to speak to animals? Well, Tarzan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, think of how boring that would that be. That wouldn't be boring. Like, what the fuck? They don't want to talk to you. What's Bama going to tell you? How'd the show go? Oh hey, my God, I don't dude. need it out of you. Dude, that dog bit into uh, a Tide Pod today. Fell on the floor. She grabbed it, bit into it. And I was like, holy shit. I had to look it up. And it was like, I was freaked yeah. out that she was going to die right here in front of me. 
started drooling like crazy all uh, of a sudden. Was it all blue? And so, what do you mean? The, the, the drool? drool? No, it was clear. Uh. It was clear. But yeah, I was like, for a few hours, I was like, holy shit, dude, this dog might die right here in front of me. It sucked. I'm, knowing you, I'm shocked you didn't hold her over the washing machine. <laughs> didn't want to waste Rita's it. Throw clothes in there. You son of a bitch, dude. You son of a bitch. You're thrifty. <laughs> thrifty that way. Why did I do this show with you? You called me a douche, called me cheap. I said you were thrifty. Yeah, same thing. I told you I'm suffering. It's my 15th anniversary. <laughs> okay. All right. So you don't want to, you don't want either one, foreign languages or speak to animals. Yeah, neither. I, I don't want to meet my Greg. Yeah, a lot of these I'll be like, I'll I'll pass this on to Pete and Point Loma. This he is can have all those. This, <laughs> this is kind of one of those for the first question. Okay. Would you rather win the lottery or live twice as long? The lottery. I'm with you. This yeah, more no. time thing might be overrated. Completely. I'm exhausted. I don't want to live twice as long. No. <laughs> I, I already said to Jack, I go, if I hit the lottery, I'm changing my phone number and I'll give it to you. Yeah. Your mom and your brother probably, you'll just be the middleman for them. I'm not even giving it to them. He's like, they're out? I go, yeah, they're out. I just got rid of them. Um, well, yeah. Well, would you rather have more money? Of course. Of course, yeah. no, no interest in time. Uh, right. Let me ask you this. Yeah, let's say you hit the let's say you hit the lottery, three hundred million. Yeah. Okay. We're just gonna go through a couple of the people right here. How much are you giving to Erica? To Erica? Yeah, you cutting her in for thousand bucks? You just I, I, won three hundred million. You know what? I, I might buy uh, Erica pa- good Padre tickets, dude, for ten years. How about that? Season seats ten for ten years. Years. Yeah, she's loyal to us before. Well, Dave's a lot nicer. I'll buy her uh, old school starter jacket. We'll call it even. <laughs> with what color? Gonna go brown with yeah, the, go with like the, the orange SD in the corner? No, 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 not that one, Dave. Go back to the one from the early eighties when it's brown. It has the interlocking gold SD. And it's got kind of the brown. Oh, and go, I remember that one. You know, kind of the Don yeah. Zimmer jacket. Yeah. Now, I don't know when she's going to wear Not, it. Uh, the Global Don won't. Zimmer one or the Dick Williams one? Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah. More like that era. But I'll, I'll get her one of those because where where she live? Mission Valley? Yeah. I don't know. Ramona? And they charge you per size. It can't be more than 10 bucks. Fuck no. It's Not a lot of material in that jacket. Not a lot of material. And um, you know what? I'm nuts. Dan Williams is screaming at, don't do it, don't do it. Hey, Dan, I just hit the lottery. Feeling silly. I'm going to get her a foam finger, too. <laughs> You're season tickets for 10 years. Dude, Jesus I would take Christ. care of her. Take care of her. Hang on, let's go through this. Okay. What, what are you doing with Jim Betancourt? Dude, give him a championship belt. That's what I was just going to yeah, say. He'd love it. Get him that or the Rey Mysterio mask? I, I'd pay for probably an appearance for a grossman to go hang out at his house. Bert Grossman? No, Grossman from Chip from Chips. Who's that? Who? He was the, he was the jerk off cop on Chips. He was it was the non cool one. John? No, not Larry Wilcox, the one Larry that used to Wilcox. beat up his wife. Not him. Larry Wilcox in real life? Yeah, remember Larry Wilcox was off the show and they brought in Bruce Jenner. Yeah, yeah, because Larry Wilcox was beating the shit out of his wife. Let's get allegedly. Bruce, what get Bruce Jenner down there? It's not Bruce anymore. Or Caitlin. My apologies. I was thinking old You'd school. You'd be super bummed if I brought Caitlin. Oh. Yes, he would. She's not showing up with the uniform and the blue tie. Would uh, would Caitlin Jenner be one of the more disappointing people we've had on this show? Yeah, 100%. We were, boring, now, as, boring as shit. 
but angry too. He was angry, and and I'll say he because it was a he at the he time. He was Bruce at the time. I remember he came on. This is right when the Kardashians first started. Do you remember that? And yes. I, I brought it up to him, and he's like, "Eh, like it was a wasted time show. Like it wasn't going to last." He like threw it away, and then it turned into just an enormous hit. We were very excited to talk to him. Yeah, because of the impact on a bunch of different levels that he had, but mainly starting as the Olympic decathlon champion. But I wonder later on, Dave. Who knows what was going on in his head at that point? But you and I, that's one guy I remember. He walked away, and we were like, dude, that really sucked. And about 10 minutes later, I think we had, like, Mike Ruzioni on. Yeah. And he was outstanding. And then Jeremy Roenick came over after about 19 beers and goddamn tore the place down. He was great, right? The guy who was also a disappointment to me was uh, John Sterling. Well, yeah, when John but, Sterling came in, I, I thought, because he used to do home run calls at one point on yes. our show in 2007. It was one of my favorite, favorite thing we ever did, actually. Yeah. Was you do them on Fridays, and Costa and I couldn't breathe. Yeah. And um, John Sterling was one of the guys I used to not like, and then I, we used to play home run calls all the time, and I go, yeah. I can't wait to get him on. And he was so fucking bad. Oh, fuck, is he 90 now? He's up there. He's about to get fired. This will be his last year at the Yankees. Yeah. He, he's been fucking up a lot. Yeah. I mean, he was pretty old. Yeah. But... Yeah. I, Remember I just, we brought him on for no, September 11th and he couldn't get to the story. Dude, but he was, the thing was though, the difference between John and Jenner, Jenner almost didn't want to be there. And we were fired up to talk to him yeah. at that point. John had no problem being there. He just, he couldn't, he just couldn't get to the story. Yeah. Yeah. We were asking him the time. He's telling us how to build a watch. Holy we're like, fuck. come on, Johnny, baby. Let's get it. It's, not, it's not a three hour segment. It's yeah. But he was segment. a nice guy. Like, no, it was a nice guy. It was a terrible interview. Yeah. It was terrible. I was disappointing yeah. that one. All right. Last one for you. Okay. Would you feel worse? This is funny that you mentioned your anniversary. Would you feel worse if no one showed up to your wedding or if no one showed up to your funeral? <laughs> well, nobody did show up to our wedding. It was yeah. just her and I. Okay. Let's say you got married again. Uh, no, I liked it just. Let's say it was Jacqueline Smith. You and Jacqueline Smith. Nobody shows up. That's even better. <laughs> like it. Don't have a bunch of people grinding her for autographs. Um, it was very funny, Dave, because last night I got in huge trouble with my kids, which you'll like this story. Okay. I'll like this one. Go ahead. So we go, and I go home. I take Jack home, and uh, his mom's there, Kate's there, and we were talking about, you know, 15 years ago, 4th of July, being in Hawaii, getting yep. ready to get married. And I said, uh, I said, man, your mom looked gorgeous that night. I go, your mom's gorgeous to this day, but she looked gorgeous that day. It was awesome. She's like, no, I didn't. I was too big. I had two kids, the whole thing. I felt terrible. We'd been on a boat sick. And I was like, I said to him, I go, don't listen to your mom. I go, I'll joke about everything. But I go, I'm not joking about that. Your mom looked great. Tan looked amazing. So my son Cade says to her, mom, was it like the movies? Did you have a belly where you could put like food on your belly if you wanted to? Yeah. And she said, uh, she said, no, at that time, my boobs were so big. I couldn't see my belly. And I go, man, they were great. (laughs) You said that in front of the kids. And Jack spits his water. My ex giggles like I haven't seen her. And I know Cage just staring at me. And he goes, yeah, that didn't need to be said. Yeah, no kidding. And I go, what happened? <laughs> and I go, you know what's really sad? 
I go, it's really, really frustrating for me to come in this house and compliment your mom and have it held against me. And they're like, oh, shut up. But uh, so this was really funny. We'll end this way. So I said to her, I go, hey, happy uh, July 5th. And she goes, well, it's actually tomorrow. I go, I know, but happy July 5th. So she sent me a message today and she's like, hey, happy non-anniversary. I go, you know, that's, that's kind of cold, dude. It's like well, and that's nuts. what I said. I go, that's, that, that stinks. Yeah. I go, I don't, I don't like that. Yeah. I go, I don't like that. Um, so I go, how about happy July 5th? And she goes, well, let's make it better. How about if we just make it happy Jeff and Vita day? And I go, that's pretty cool. So this is how fucked up we are. Okay. So Saturday, our son's, a buddy of theirs has a birthday and he's got a party and it's a wrestling show actually in La Mesa for like three hours. So I go, Hey, it's 15 years. Like whether we have rings on or not, 15 years. I go, what are you doing Saturday? You want to go to dinner while they're at that thing? She goes, I would love that. So we're actually going to dinner Saturday night, uh, and having dinner to just, cause I just said to her, I go, look, it's always going to be a great day. She goes, absolutely. It's always a great day. So I go, then fuck it. Like I go, it's not rings. You don't have to buy a present, but I go, in the habit of going to dinner. She goes, 100%, I'm in. So, yeah, we're going to Bullies in Mission yeah. Valley, which when we started dating, we'd go to Bullies at Bird Rock all the time. It was kind of our go-to place. And, uh, yeah, so she was very cool. So my kids thought it was cool, too. So, yeah. It's, Good. Uh, so while I'm joking about, like, the 15th anniversary, I, God, Dave, I just, I don't know. For people that are divorced and have gone through bad ones, man, my heart breaks for you because I don't know what that day feels like for you I, a really close friend of mine just said it's thursday it, it no really? longer means anything it's in the rear view mirror but i'm yeah there I'm a guy not, or girl who said that girl okay and uh but i mean like her birthday is april 1st that always matters mother's day always matters and and july 5th is a cool day so yeah that's kind of fun so you, uh, you say you would never get remarried did she ever say she would never get remarried i don't know what she would and honestly dave if she was to say hey i'm getting remarried i i wouldn't be like oh i need to take the day off I, I, <laughs> <laughs> and I, then that's no that's no shot at her yeah, she's no. awesome i i don't know like that you know i wouldn't be like uh i'm gonna need a few days to get my shit together number one you wouldn't even say that to her like you wouldn't show a weakness that way, right? You wouldn't do that. You might hang up the phone and go, fuck me. But you wouldn't, if you did feel that way, you wouldn't tell her that. Oh, fuck. I, uh, yeah. I mean, I said, I don't think I'd go. No, yeah. <laughs> dude, he wouldn't want you there. No, he would definitely wouldn't want you at the wedding. He'd be staring at you the whole time. I, I, what the dude, fuck's this guy doing here? Dude, Jack and I would probably be, you know, roasting him. Just fucking roasted him. Just killing him. But, uh, no, I, I don't know. It's really funny, man, because it's just so much has changed yeah. in the four years that we were separated or we've been separated. That, yeah, you would just be like, hey, whatever. But I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, whoever. She she could, but no. If she was like, hey, I'm engaged. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't see her doing it now if my, our kids graduate from high school and move yeah. on. But I'm like, well, we're not putting his fucking name on the deed. <laughs> 
But no. Dude, like, I remember when uh, when Stern got divorced, and it happened yeah. crazy fast. His wife was remarried yeah. like in eight months. And he goes, he said it on there. He said, man, I keep reading these articles about how she married the very wealthy so-and-so. And he goes, I keep thinking in my mind, is he very wealthy because he now has my money? Right. Yeah, he was like, could, could not shake his head around it. Yeah. Going, this guy's rich because of me. Yeah, I, uh, no, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, I, I couldn't see myself doing it again. Yeah. Now, if Angie Dickinson calls, yeah, yeah fuck. <laughs> hey, what do I know? I wouldn't have told you I was getting married. Who was the that first idiot time. married to Martha Ray? Who was that guy? Remember that? Uh, yeah, come on. Come on. <laughs> Do you remember that shit? The yeah. singing and all that bullshit that went with that? Yeah. This tuxedo yeah. showing up all the time. He looked like Dr. Dean yeah. with that hair. <laughs> all right, we'll come back. We'll do another one tomorrow night. All right, we'll see you tomorrow.